0: Right, so I'm joined by Aprio Digital team member, Ritz Pucci, also amongst his many superpowers, that of analytics, diagnostics. Ritz, you know, in the old days, there was a lot of guidance. Yes, I think everyone appreciates the fact that you need to you need to evaluate the kind of conversations around your brand. You can't just be putting out social media posts and then uh, not taking it further to understand the conversations that are happening. But there was guidance that you could do this yourself as a company. Has that changed? Is there a need to get in specialist expertise with specialist diagnostic tools to actually listen, evaluate, understand those conversations a little bit better?
1: I would say yes, Alan. The biggest thing at the moment is social media and general online media is a ever changing place. Having someone in house to do it is it's quite a skill that you need to have um, in order to be able to read the analytics correctly. It's not just a skill, the software that is required to effectively monitor these analytics and what's happening on these platforms can be very costly. So for a company to do it themselves and in-house, it can turn into quite a costly exercise. I mean, just for example, Facebook has different uh, privacy policies to the likes of a LinkedIn as LinkedIn has to a Twitter. So you need to be able to understand these different nuances and be able to dive into the data effectively. And that's why the skill is quite a, quite a big part of this and experience in analyzing the data.
0: So just in layman's terms, let's Bring a little closer to home what we're actually talking about here typically I mean most progressive organizations would be part of their communications mix would be putting out social media posts so this would be listening, understanding how the audiences are engaging with those posts, and then I suppose another set of diagnostics would be about the other kind of conversations perhaps issues that are out there, how those stakeholders are talking about your company, where they might be perhaps upset what kind Kind of issues are those the two broad terrains? Responding, assessing how people are responding to your social media posts, and then just what the conversations are in general to avoid an issue becoming a crisis.
1: Yes, that those would be two of the main sort of aspects of it. And some of the other points is is who exactly are you speaking to? What is that demographic? Where it be age, location, um, you know, occupation. Once again, that can also be restricted in the platforms and their privacy policies. So understanding all of that and being able to unpack that data in an effective way is quite key and quite a key skill and requires key tools to do so.
0: So let's drill down a little bit more into those analytical tools. What what are you? What are the biggest tools that Aprio Digital does have at its disposal?
1: Aprio uses quite a few tools at this point. There's different aspects. Once again, mean, for scheduling and some of the basic analytics, uh, we use tools like Hootsuite, uh, which helps us um, schedule and man- manage content schedules in advance. It does help us pull through some of the, the key analytics that we've set up in the background that, that we're looking to analyze and improve on, whether those be audiences um, based by those demographics. Another key tool that we have used in the past is the likes of a brand watch, which really dives into more of a an online sort of analytical tool as a whole and covers your whole online presence um, outside of platforms to to a bit of web and even really diving in on Twitter, which is really a difficult platform to get analytics from. Tell us a
0: little bit more about some of those perhaps more unusual or interesting findings within your reports you know relating to the demographics of these audiences, what are they talking about? What are you seeing out there?
1: So we find some interesting facts out when we when we really dive in. I mean I can use one of our clients for example once we using the platform like facebook Facebook operates very differently to a LinkedIn um, with the people that you're talking to. And you've got to take that into account. Just with one of our clients, we we've noticed that a lot of the following on their Facebook channel has been Rustenberg-based and just – Based off of that information, we were able to gauge who we were speaking to. You know, these were more um, on-the-ground level employees. So we know that we can focus a lot of that community-based content and community-based outreach content to Facebook and really drive home that following and reach the people that we're trying to reach with that type of content.
0: So very rifle shot rather than a traditional sort of spray-and-pray shotgun approach is what you're talking
1: about. Correct. Exactly that.
0: Now, there's so many terms we throw out in this field, you know, reach and salience and, and impressions and engagement. Engagement particularly is a term we use a lot, you know, how engaged your audiences are. Is there a difference between impressions and engagement?
1: Uh yes there is. There's actually quite a big difference. And this can also come down to your different platforms. The likes of a Facebook measures engagement differently to a LinkedIn. Facebook uses engagement as a a like or someone clicking on the comment or a share. Whereas a LinkedIn can use it more around someone clicking on read more, clicking on the image. They base more of it as a clicks than an engagement and impressions are very much a has it appeared on someone's computer screen or device Each platform then gauges that by different time. Um, Some platforms gauge it by three seconds. Some platforms gauge it by six seconds. Some platforms even gauge it if uh, a quarter of the image is sitting within your screen's view. So you've got to have those key understandings when comparing engagements and impressions and understanding what you're really looking at as an analytic
0: So Impression sounds like it could give you some very superficial, very unreliable kind of data back that people, you know, it might be on a screen, but it doesn't mean they are seeing it, understanding it, respecting that content, becoming a supporter and advocate based on that content, because quite frankly, it just might be wallpaper for them.
1: Exactly that. They might not even be reading it. I mean, I know a lot of content is based around, we know people don't spend a lot of time reading things on social media. So you try to keep your content very short and not very text heavy and copy, and you know, unless you're really putting out an article or something as such. Um, so it is very hard just on impressions, just to actually gauge what people are are actually seeing. So that's why we, we mainly focus on using engagement over impressions as a tool.
0: So maybe a curveball question, but I mean, this is such a fluid, such a fast-moving dynamic environment is social media. I remember, you know, probably 15 years plus back doing social media policy for whole of government. and And some of those platforms that were big then don't exist today. Flickr, for example, you know, overtaken profoundly by Instagram – is TikTok a viable platform for corporates? Is Instagram something that is increasingly being used or is that that sort of trio of usual suspects, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, that are still the dominant players for corporate clients?
1: It's a very interesting question. As you say, it is changing constantly. I've recently just gone through a report where we have seen a massive growth in TikTok, and TikTok users and Instagram actually overtaking the likes of Twitter as, um, most used platforms. Uh, you've still got Facebook that's right up at the top and LinkedIn, you know, is still holding strong, but the likes of a TikTok and an Instagram are really coming up as viable platforms to, to have a presence on at least at this point. Once again, it comes down. To your demographic, who you trying to target? I mean, if we look at the average age of TikTok users, 43% are between the ages of 18 and 24. Is that your demographic? Are you trying to speak to more senior members? Are you trying to speak to more senior level position holders? You know, all of these factors come into play when you're when you creating content, when you're trying to see if you should be on these relevant platforms. Is it good to be posting regularly or is it good just to be, you know, showing a presence and being part of the conversation?
0: So finally, just talk to us a little bit, more in detail about what actually forms the content of the reports you give back to clients. What sort of valuable information insights are they uh, equipped with once they get an Aprio digital social media report?
1: Well, once we hand over the report, we We include a lot of the content that's been placed throughout the month. We dive into, obviously, the analytics of that content, how it's performed, um, you know, based on engagements and other analytics as such. But some of the biggest things we look at is, you know, across multiple platforms, if you're sharing the same content, does it mean that content is going to do as well on each platform? And the answer is no. The same piece of content won't perform the same on a different platform. For example, if you're sending out your annual report and creating a piece of content around that based on your demographic and following that you have on these certain platforms, where do you think it's going to perform better? And we found in the past that, you know, if the demographic doesn't match on the likes of a Facebook and we post, The annual report on Facebook and on LinkedIn, we find that LinkedIn is where that post performs. It comes down to your demographics once again and who is seeing your content. That's something you've always got to keep in mind is that you're not just putting content out there for the sake of it. You're putting it out there for a reason and you're trying to reach certain people, certain demographics And you need to tailor your content as such. And that's what our reports really impact. And then we build strategies moving forward from this.
0: So thanks, Ritz. Thanks for sharing your insights. And uh, certainly it sounds like this is something you should uh, get some specialists in to assist you with. Otherwise, you could be wasting time, money, resources, chasing the wrong platforms, the wrong content. Thanks for joining and sharing with us. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Aprio Voice, a podcast from the reputation, management, and strategic communications professionals at the Aprio Group. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.